fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 175. Uh, a day later than normal, and that's because Eric was out and about checking out some <laughs> other places besides SLC. Pretty much. I was in the, let's see, the Mecca that is uh, Las Vegas. <laughs> right? It's better than staying in the same place. It's nice to get out and, and move around, travel, see some shit, especially at a time when so many people are locked down, quarantined, oh, yeah. and all that other bullshit. Oh, I know. I know. It gave Vegas a bit of an interesting vibe. There wasn't a lot of, uh, I don't know, partying or movement going on, anything like that. But I don't know. I think it's just because they're uh, warming up for the weekend in the middle of the week. Right. There's still still plenty of gambling, a lot of drinking, a lot of partying, a lot of peddling. <laughs> that always. I, I'm sure there's never a shortage of that going on. Oh, yeah. But it was still it was still a good time while down there, but it did make me miss uh, the main reason I would go to Vegas even more. Right, go see some shows. Can't Hopefully wait till we get year. to see some more. Exactly. Hopefully next year. Uh, let's get into the show. It's a bunch of new music, not as much. There's got to be some stuff. I got a huge window between the fourth, which is tomorrow, Friday, and the yeah. 25th. So I know there's some stuff. I just haven't come across it just yet. Need to get into this. Spend some more time, but. What came out on the 22nd was 8-Up Records uh, eight up Records Grunge Compilation. There we go. It's called We Are Forever. Villain put out a single, Destroy Everything, on the 22nd. On the 23rd, The Trigger Men put out Batshit Crazy. That was a single. Standard Issue put out the single, Puppet, on the 23rd. On the 25th, Teresa Banks put out the single, Dead Matador bunch of that stuff we are going to be playing on this show and in upcoming shows and speaking of that on the 27th made of ace live fast or die uh, lp they put that out and also on the 27th old-fashioned ideas put out skalen in e weigen i'm sure i mispronounced that because that's in <laughs> swedish that's the first album those guys put out in swedish because they are from sweden but most of their albums they put out in english or their other ones which is great for English speakers, but this is a really good album. And anyway, Made of Ace, Old Fashioned Ideas. Tune in next episode because I'm going to be playing some new tracks off of those two. But that's on episode 176. On August 28th, uh, on the 28th, we had, let's see, Pig Destroyer released The Octagonal Stairway. And that yes, is an EP. I'm sure you checked that out. We'll talk about that here in just a second. <laughs> Uh, on the 28th, Sheen Jack, S-H-E-E-N-J-E-K, released on Clever. Uh, I'll be playing that soon over on Punkanoi Worldwide as well. Soulside released the, the Ship EP. Private Function released Whose Line Is It Anyway? Uh, cool band out of Australia, you should definitely check it out. Taiwan Balek released We Are Staying on the 31st. On the 1st, The Subjects released self-titled EP. On the 4th, coming out tomorrow, Nardcore for Life compilation. Uh, Indecision Records is putting that out. Chaser's putting out Look Alive EP and Burnt Tapes putting out the Grower EP. Eric, 
talk about Pig Destroyer and anything else that you're looking forward to. <laughs> well, the Pig Destroyer was a huge, uh, a, a pretty big uh, event when it was released, at least for me. And and yeah, we did play uh, one of the singles uh, way back in uh, uh, way back in February when it was released. And yeah, I believe I said something about them acquiring more of a metalcore sound as opposed to a grindcore. It's kind of a mix of the two. And yeah, there is quite a bit of that on uh, this EP, but also they have a couple of tracks on there that are just dedicated to their noise. They're uh, uh, their band member who handles all the samples and uh, fucks around with all the pedal boards and distortion and shit like that. They they give him a few times to shine. There is one track on there that is like uh, over ten minutes long of just nothing but this uh, just nothing but these unsettling sounds and just this distortion, and it's pretty crazy. They're, they're really harping on that quite a bit. But but yeah, in its entirety, I really thought the EP was not that bad. I thought it was pretty entertaining. I have to give it some more listens because I think I listened to it about five times. I think I need to double that. Excellent. <laughs> yes. Uh, when, when they're good, that's what we like to do. Uh, yeah. Anything else on that list you're looking forward to? There's a few that we're going to be playing on this episode. Like I said, a few that we're playing on next episode. So oh, yeah. even though the list was kind of short, a lot of good stuff, a lot of singles, some EPs, not that many full lengths on the yeah. list that, that I mentioned, but still a lot of good stuff nonetheless. Yeah, this is kind of the dry spell for uh, LPs to be coming out. Uh, I think it's just coming. I think it's just coming with the fact that it's September, the Wednesday of the year, as I like to call it. <laughs> so it's just kind of like, uh, okay, we had all the fun in the summer. You got all those releases for uh, the summertime. Now, as we're moving into the fall, we're going to build use the entire month of September to build up what we have. Right. Makes sense. So, but yeah, with that said, I haven't been really uh, paying attention to what's uh, coming out. I've more or less been uh, uh, infused with what has already come out, like the Pig Destroyer one. Uh, but yeah, I'm still looking forward to that new uh, Uniform album. They do have uh, quite a few singles out now, so I'm waiting for that to get released uh, next week. Oh, awesome. Yep. Uh, a week and a day from now, that's when it's going to be dropped. Great. And, well, uh, we'll talk more about that one, I'm sure, next week, too. Oh, yeah. Pretty sure. I've already got a... I've already been working on making a choosing for Pig Destroyer next week as well, uh, because... My song that I chose this week was the new Villain song. Well, let's transition into that. A, a new track that we just talked about. It's a single, but they have a release coming out. Yes, they do. And so this is a, yep. a, a lead single for that upcoming release. Yeah. Uh, Villain, with their, uh, uh, with their discography, they've released nothing but EPs. And they've, uh, done the th they did the thing where the first one was uh, self-titled, if I remember correctly. Then... Uh, the next one was simply called Act 2, The Massacre. And now this upcoming EP is going to be called Act 3, The Getaway. So they kind of have this uh, flowing uh, narrative going along, in a way. I like it. I like thematics. I like when, you know, there, there's so much thought like that put into, you, you know, you're not just writing some random songs and like, this is what we like the best, here you go. Not that there's anything wrong with it, because a lot of times you're going to get a lot of cool songs to listen to, but... When they oh, yeah. go, when a band goes the extra mile there, and there's some theme, not just with what their current release is, but how it kind of ties in with all or multiple releases from the band, I think that's great. Yeah, exactly, and it makes it easier because they've only released these little EPs, and 
Uh, hence the title. I'm pretty sure that the track, The Getaway, which I did play on the show earlier when the uh, the Salt Lake Underground compilation came up. I'm pretty sure that's going to be on the EP. But we also know that this one is going to be on the EP. It's the single called Destroy Everything. Not to be confused with Hatebreed. Right? All right. That's a great song, that. too, by the way. I love the Hatebreed song, Destroy Everything. But oh, yeah. villain... Uh, m- far newer than that track. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, far newer. But also, like the song "Hate Breeds Destroy Everything," it's just got this uh, rallying beat down, kind of chuggy open notes, and Villain does kind of bring that into this uh, into this song. There's a lot of uh, in the scene we call them fight riffs. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, I like the fact that they do that because it's that type of it's. Holding into this type of hardcore that the new school hardcore kids really get into. They love those chuggy parts where they can uh, flail the fists and uh, spin their kicks too. So I'm hoping that if this track gets enough attention, at least within the local community, there will be something on there that they can latch on to, something that's familiar with. But we'll see because Villain does put in their own twist on it. Excellent. And, and yeah, with all that buildup, why don't we... Why don't we see if uh, my statements hold water? Let's listen to some Destroy Everything. Here it is. Thank you. 
stuff from villain that's pretty good oh yeah definitely some uh sludgy drudgy in there but it sounds good i've yet to be disappointed with what villain has to offer so so yeah i love them they're one of my favorites especially especially i would say top three in a local active hardcore bands <laughs> right <laughs> they've got to be uh, I don't think I saw a date, but it just said forthcoming. So hopefully that's coming out before too long. What do you, do you have any ideas if that is? Uh, no ideas, unfortunately. They do. Uh, uh, they are a band that takes their time with their music, because I mean, because I mean they do have lives outside of music. They have jobs. They have families. So they gotta. They gotta balance everything pretty much. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm pretty sure certain it's going to come out uh come out later this year. I'm not sure if they have the full thing recorded. Uh I know on Instagram they've been posting uh little updates of of them making the album and recording it, you know, little studio footage and stuff. So they are hard at work. I just don't know if there is an end in sight, but we will see. Well, at least you got to hear that. Be on the lookout for it and we will definitely tell you as soon as we know when it is coming out. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Next up, let's play some new stuff coming out of Helinski, Finland. The band is specifically Finnish, Spanish, Italian. Uh, that's quite the variety there, but they're located yeah. in Helinski. Uh, their style, skate punk, mixed with uh, melodic hardcore. And they have a new album coming up. This is a single released early, so same situation as Villain. The band is Teresa Banks. They have a new full length, and it is coming in October, so have an idea, not a specific date. I didn't see the date, but it's coming in October. This single we talked about at the top of the show, also along with Villain, it was released on August 25th. The track is called Dead Matador. It's the first single, and uh, I want to thank uh, I Hopefully I said that right. He's the one that shared it with us, so we can check it out and share it with you. Uh, thank you for, he's in the band by the way, uh, thank you for sharing <laughs> that single and let's get into it. it, it's a great track, I like it a lot, uh, we're going to be playing a, a variety of sounds it sounds like on this show, I'm looking everything over and we got quite the variety, sometimes we're more in sync as far as playing similar styles, today yeah. we're going to be playing a variety of styles, so let's get into some skate punk melodic hardcore See what you think, Dead Matador from Teresa Banks. Uh, you fuckers, open your eyes! Uh, 
Teresa Banks. Looking forward to that album in October. Eric, what'd you think Dead Matador? Well, I loved the speed of that. I loved that it's, uh, I loved the energy coming from the vocals as well. That was um, it was a really hypey song. I liked it a lot. I do too. I- I'm looking forward to it. We've played the band before. Uh, awesome band. They've been a band since December 2016, so it's not their first release. Uh, they have other music, so if you hadn't heard them yet, everybody get out there. Check out Teresa Banks. You can check out the song we just played, Dead Matador. And you can check out the other stuff they put out while waiting for the new full length to drop in October. So be on the lookout for it. We'll probably play another track because that's a good band. So be on the lookout for us playing more Teresa Banks. Again, they're Finnish, Spanish, and Italian, based out of (laughs) Helinski, Finland. So check out the band. within the union. Right? Uh, Check out the band, Teresa Banks. Next up, we're going to... Uh, hop back over here to the U.S. We're going to play a band out of Raleigh, North Carolina. The band is Born Again Heathen, Heathens. Sorry, I was going to say Hillbilly Punk. Starting to blend some words together. So Born Again Heathens, they just put out the EP Just Shut Up July 11th. So it's been out less than two months. You can go check it out on their Bandcamp and their Spotify. And again, I want to thank Scott of the band Born Again Heathens for sharing the music from the band. We can check it out and share it with you. I like it. We're going to play the title track. It's called Just Shut Up. So from the Just Shut Up EP, Just Shut Up. Heathens, uh, two back-to-back tracks with, uh, you know, some high intensity there. Yeah, and I really like that. I do, too. I, was, I like the I like the voice. It's almost like he was kind of uh, giving off this damaged tone in his <laughs> vocals. Yeah. Good it's stuff. scratchy. Great band. I hope 
Everybody gets out there. Check it out. That one's already out. It's an EP, so get out there and check out Born Again Heathens. Thanks again to Scott. Eric, you ready to do some older, lesser known? Oh, I'm ready to do that. Well, where does inclination fit in? Well, inclination fits in in a somewhat older. They are over, the song at least, is over a year old pretty much. It came out in the middle of March of 2019. We're almost a year and a half. Yeah, almost a year and a half. Yeah, actually, yeah, it's coming up on its uh, year and a half anniversary. So, (laughs) anniversary. I don't know why I said that. Anyway, Anyway, the band Inclination, they are are a Midwest straight edge band. Yep, they still exist. And they're from uh, Louisville, Kentucky. I don't believe I've ever played a band out of Kentucky before. It's one of those states I just kind of forget about, and I forget they have music there, <laughs> like right? uh, pretty much every other state. But be that as it may, I am I am stoked to have found this band. I believe I found them through the old social media. You know, I get keep getting the ads out there, but I am happy to have uh, to have seen that. It was a video of. Uh, a video of their album cover and was showing like, uh, hey, we got this music out. All right. So I listened to it and I really enjoyed it. It's this, uh, it's this metal tinged, almost kind of 90s feeling uh, uh, hardcore, but a bit more with a higher production and a bit more, uh, let's see, we'll say some uh, obtrusive little points where, uh, where this part you think is just going to be an actual chug fest it's actually a bit more of a it's actually mixed in with a lot more melodic overtones and kind of gives a different feeling to what you're thinking uh, what you think is going to happen but anyway i figured it was a uh, i figured i heard a lot of this on their uh on this uh ep when fear turns to confidence uh even more so than their uh, first ep which uh i can't remember the exact title i think it was just I think it was just Midwest Straight Edge. I think you're right. I could be wrong on that. No, I believe you're right. I was looking that up earlier. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, it is still a, it is still good E double EPs right here. So, and the one that I chose that kind of represents their sound the best, at least, uh, at least as far as their sound is concerned, is the track Into the Shadows. Very dreary, very, very sporadic in its own ways. And it's still got that, it's still got that chugga chugga want to kill you hardcore riff. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and uh, and also talking about uh, damaged vocals, this guy got has got a screech that I feel has been unmatched by by other hardcore bands, at least the what I've heard in the last few years. I actually it's played a track off of this before I forget to tell you. Off this EP back in April of 2019 on episode 96.5, back when I was doing that before I was doing Punkanoi Worldwide. Uh, I did an all-hardcore episode, and one of the bands that we put on there is Inclination, When Fear Turns to Confidence, but the track that I played on that episode was Uninhibited. Yeah. I almost uh, chose that one, too. <laughs> well, it works no out. I had idea that it was on the show already, but... It did work out, just one track off. Speaking of a, about a year and a half ago, that's about how long that episode was. It was uh, about a month after the album came out. Yep. 
<laughs> so it was a brand new back then. Yes. But now we consider it older because hardcore time is uh, sped up. Yes. Yeah, it is. Actually, you're, you're very right. And really anything over a year is not necessarily older, but with as much music comes out, it gets thrown in the older category. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it gets, gets caught under the bridge, but at least it's not forgotten. Right. Or Absolutely. We're That's still discovering it. That is our goal. That's why we play it. So Into the Shadows. Let's get it. Let's do Into the Shadows. Inclination. Here it goes.
is what it is. It's that or we both better go do something else, pal. I don't know how to do anything else. <laughs> I always enjoy when the bands throw something from, you know, a movie, TV show or something like that. It adds, yeah. you know, some context or maybe something a little more to to the track. Uh, and yeah. a good track nonetheless, right there, Inclination, coming out of Louisville. Oh, absolutely. And I love the, that was the thing I was saying about the breakdown. I love how it just adds something between the chuggy riffs, and that was like, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> <laughs> just something that simple just makes, a, just makes something like a breakdown more catchy. Well, we're going to play one more in this older or lesser known. It was also released in 2019, so both these tracks aren't necessarily old, but maybe a little lesser known even. Depends on uh, what you're familiar with. Either way, band you should be checking out. Inclination was the first one. Second one here we're going to play is Batshit Crazy. That's the name of the band. They are out of California. Like I said, at the top of the show, we're going to be playing a variety of sounds. We, we've had some straight edge. We've had some hardcore. We've had some melodic hardcore skate punk. We've had some hillbilly punk. And now we're going to be playing uh, what is described as uh, pop punk hardcore horror rock and roll. <laughs> That's quite a mouthful. Right? I threw it all in there. Uh, the band's from California, Batshit Crazy. I want to thank the band for reaching out. There's so many bands out there. And there's so much music, and I keep saying it every week, and I'm really not making a dent. I apologize, but I have so much in the inbox to get to, and I try to get to as much as I can. This one I was able to get to, and I want to thank them for sharing their music. The band Batshit Crazy, they put out an album on February 1st of 2019, Batshit Crazy, but they included some... Uh, you know, dollar sign for the S, an exclamation point, period, and all that. So it's slightly different than just straight batshit crazy. So if you're trying to search for it, just keep that in mind. That's for the album. But batshit, one word, crazy, you'll be able to find them. They're on Bandcamp. You can find that album. We are going to listen to the track, Bats in the Belfry. You let me know what you think. Again, they, they kind of have, you know, kind of a pop punk sound, but they also have hardcore sounds of some of the music and it's mixed in with a horror punk theme so bats in the belfry batshit crazy is the band let's check it out the album cover is really cool too so uh when you have time get on the band camp if you like it buy it check out the album cover as well here we go
So what'd you think? Uh, you can hear the the kind of the pop punk sound to it, but it's like horror themed pop punk sound. And you know you got to check out the rest as well. Uh, it's kind of all encompassing when you're a band that is described as pop punk horror or pop punk hardcore horror rock and roll. That's it, it's a mouthful, and I'm not even saying it right. But when a band is described as that. Right, you have to listen to a little bit more to get the whole picture. What did you think? Yeah, well, so far I got, I definitely got the pop punk vibe and even a bit of the rock and roll vibe and the horror, like you, like you said. But it definitely felt more of like that, uh, that kind of transitional phase in the late '90s, going into the new millennium, where uh, a skate punk was getting more of a Getting more on the poppy side, you think uh, early Blink One Eighty Two sort of thing. That's right. what this was reminding me of. wasn't quite there, but it was. It was teetering. We'll say that. But, uh, but yeah, it's not enough to like turn me off of the music. If they if they display themselves as a uh, pop punk hardcore <laughs> hard horror rock and roll, right? Then. Then yeah, it is interesting enough for me to go check out and like what you said, hear the all-encompassing sound right. of what they represent. There's several songs on the album, and again, it's Batshit Crazy's the band, Batshit Crazy's the album. Go check it out. Uh, I think the music is horror themed, and then the sounds are are more described as that pop punk hardcore rock and roll type sound. Yeah, yeah. Again, that's something that I feel I got to pay more attention to. Uh, to the lyrics absolutely bats in the belfry that was the track go check out batshit crazy now we're gonna do something we haven't done in a while uh, in my opinion i just hadn't come across anything uh that was trying to raise funds worth mentioning my opinion my opinion this is worth mentioning eight up records put a compilation together uh it's eight up records punk rock compilation to battle hunger feed the children and feedthechildren.org. All proceeds from this go to feedthechildren.org. I actually bought this track uh, from The Wasted. There's 45 tracks on this, and then they're selling it for 15 bucks. Sound familiar? Kind of like that uh, fundraiser compilation we did yeah. for Eric. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 15 bucks, 45 tracks, a lot of really good bands. I'll go over some of them here in a quick second. I just want to mention. The, the band The Wasted, the reason why I chose them out of the 45 is because I thought, hey, you know what? I've played several of the bands on this compilation previously. I'm going to play one that I hadn't played previously. So The Wasted, hadn't played them on the show yet. They're from Dubois, uh, Pennsylvania. They've been a band since 1997. And they put out this track, I think, in 2019. So if you like it, you can go check out more of their music. They put out an EP that had, I think, six tracks on it. But more about the compilation. The compilation was put out uh, between 8UP Records, and it's a collaborative effort with uh, On the Outside Records as well. So both those record labels putting this out. Again, all proceeds going to Feed the Children. Didn't mention it at the top of the show, but first Saturday of the month for the rest of the year of each month, so the next three plus this month, uh, Bandcamp waives their fees. So if you're into this concept and you want to spend and get three tracks for a buck, a piece. Uh, that's what I'm doing tomorrow. That's why I didn't buy the whole album yet. I'm going to go do it tomorrow, but I wanted the track today so we can play it on the episode. So I paid a buck for it, but they'll get more of the money when I buy the whole compilation tomorrow. 
from Bandcamp. You can find it on 8UP Records Bandcamp for sure. That's where I found it. It was released officially on August 14th, still really new. Uh, this is the first Friday that people can go out and support it, and they can get more of the money. So tomorrow, September 4th, if you like it, get it then. If you don't have the money yet, you can go hear some of the tracks, and you can buy it next month on the first Friday of October. Save up those pennies. Again, double release. The cover art was put out from De or put out by Dan from Prior Convictions, who's also on this compilation. A quick rundown of bands and a lot of great ones. Played a ton of these bands on the show before. Subhumans, MDC, Vice Squad, Culture Shock, The Verrukers, Naked Aggression, Acides. They're from Mexico. Uh, English Dogs, Next to Nothing, The Dead Ponds, Not For You, Blank Screen, Unwanted Noise, Ruben Schneider, The Rats, The Boldness, Dreams of Carnage, Five Go Mad, The Subversion, Mike Puke, L-O-A-D, Load, Unholy Alliance, Prior Convictions, Paris Violence, Battle Royale, Dead Weight, Down, Not Out, Some Kind of Nightmare, The Despicables, The Unpatriotic, Stolen Wheelchairs, Drink, Fight, Thugs, Chupascabra, Die, Pan or Die Panzer, Knocker, Drunken Marksman, Blut Lunge, Crash and the Crappenters. <laughs> That's the band name, Crash and the Crappenters. Uh, Rats Arse, Confront Stage, The Unaccepted, The Wasted, Half Charge, Mob Mentality, Tough Actin' Tenactins, and The Triggermen. Uh, some of those brand new, the Triggerman we talked about at the top of the show that was released, I think, on August 22nd. I went and decided to mention all of them. We've played at least half those bands on the show. Uh, quite a few of those bands were uh, also on the same compilation I was just mentioning that SLC Punkcast did. Not the same tracks, but uh, a lot of the same bands actually were on there as well, partially because 8UP Records helped me out in, in getting uh, bands for the compilation as well. So check out that compilation. You can check out our compilation, too. It's still there on Bandcamp, and any money that gets purchased uh, towards it, anybody that purchases it, all money's still going to go help Eric. still going to have medical bills <laughs> coming his way, so anything will help. But this specific one right here, Feed the Children, you can get this one, too. Go check it out. Go check out the bands. Without more speaking of it, let's listen to some of it. We're going to listen to the track, like I said, from The Wasted. We haven't played them before. The track is called Always Have, Always Will.
that is The Wasted, and there are uh, 44 more bands. I don't want to say just like that because it's not like the exact same sound or anything like that. <laughs> but there's 44 more bands to go check out on that compilation. And again, it is called Ada Records Punk Rock Compilation to Battle Hunger, Feed the Children. So definitely get out there. Check it out. Support it. I would recommend buying it tomorrow because more money will go to Ada Records or uh, on the outside records, wherever you happen to buy it from. And like I said, all proceeds go to feedthechildren.org. So if you're wondering what the money goes to, go look it up. You can see exactly what the money goes to. That was the, the fundraiser portion of the show. Eric, why don't yeah. you tell us what you got for a great cover-to-cover -cover album? Because we're going to jump into great cover-to-cover -cover albums. Oh, yes, we are. And we're going to jump into one of the originals from one of the bands that... That, that has been that has been wagered the uh, founders of punk rock, and I'm using air quotes right there because uh, who knows wh who actually started it. But there's an argument as, to uh, be had there. Yeah. I actually did an episode with a bunch of tracks that could be argued as to uh, the origins of punk, and there were several tracks in the '60s that oh, all yeah. came out even before the Stooges first released. That came out in '69, but I had the Stooges on that as well because yeah. arguably. They could be MC5, the Psychos, or Los Psychos. There's so many bands that you could argue, mm -hmm. and maybe we'll circle back to that episode and those tracks one day. But go ahead yeah. with what could be one of the origins of punk, the Stooges. Well, the Stooges, in my opinion, they are one of the uh, cultivators of what would become punk rock. But they weren't exactly embracing... Uh, I don't know. They were embracing a new sound. We will say that. They didn't want to put a label on it, but it was a sound of uh, of old school 60s rock and roll, but it was uh, not exactly dumbed down, but brought down to simplicity. And then there was the sound, just this scratchy, uh, almost uh, motorized sound. And and you could say that it's uh, based on the surroundings of, what, of their living space, which was Detroit, Michigan. Right. And and that's where a lot of those uh, great bands, that's where Death came out, that's where uh, MC5 came out as well. Yep. And they were all kind of following that same thing of just like, you know, we're sick of this uh, hippy-dippy music, this whole Woodstock genre. Why right. don't we bring things back to how, how rugged uh, rock and roll can be? And they just added this uh, severe intensity to it. And the Stooges were among those bands, but they did... They did so with a little bit of experimentation. Not so much in the uh, the first album, the self-titled, which came out in 69. But for me, they really started getting uh, getting pretty weird and getting pretty, uh, uh, pretty out of the box with their second album, Funhouse. Which, on the record, is my personal favorite of what's been released with uh, Iggy Pop and the Stooges. Right. And... Yeah, and the Funhouse album was my introduction to them, actually, pretty much. But I'll get to that with the uh, next track. The first track was is uh, one of the leading singles of the band's entire discography, and this is this is before Search and Destroy came out and ruled the world for quite a bit of time. But the one that came from this album that was a runaway track was uh, TVI, and this one is uh, pretty much showcasing their. Uh, their roots in old school rock and roll and original, uh, just the original like uh, albums that the bands did before they started uh, 
before they started bringing in different sounds to to their genres. Yeah, excuse me. And that was and that was something they were trying to do. They were trying to be a rock and roll band, but a new style, which at the time it was, and definitely caught the ears of many people. And then, of course, there was the whole stage performance and Iggy's attitude and right. his uh, crazy demeanor. And just <laughs> Absolutely. The, the fact that it was rare to see him wear a shirt. <laughs> so It still is. Uh, I, I'm sure you did, oh, too. Yeah. But a few years back, uh, he was the headliner at uh, or one of the nights of punk rock bowling. Saw him there and yep. still not wearing a shirt. <laughs> I know. And he still, call, he still calls back to those to those many drug-addled years of that fueled the intensity behind his uh, behind his stage demeanor and his lyrics and really the all-around sound of the Stooges in the short time that they were around up until the up until the mid '70s, and then Iggy went went solo, did his own thing there for quite a while, and you know still does, and he's still having a fun time with it. Uh, but his early work in the Stooges, it is that raw intensity and that. And that watered down stuff, not so, not the fact that it was, uh, it was simple, but it was just that fact that like inspired basically a whole genre. And they were one of the, they are one of the vertebrates of the backbone of uh, punk rock's embryo stage. We'll right. say that. So yeah, now that I've uh, talked my ass off about the Stooges, <laughs> let me show you what what I'm talking about. This is a this is TBI. This is them going not exactly punk, but more raw rock and roll. Lord!
that's the first one. Yep. That's a TBI. And also another thing along with the, uh, with the fuzzy guitars really dominating the musical scape. There's also the, there's also those instances where Iggy just can't really do anything other than just scream. <laughs> Not necessarily scream words, just be like, just have one of those equivalent yells at those, uh, those cheers and jeers you hear at sporting events pretty much (laughs) (laughs) right yeah so and then you hear like uh the the repetitive riffs and just the fact that they're not so uh complex as what was coming out at the time which would have been you know your average zeppelin or your uh or your pink floyd or anything like that right just really uh yeah you can see how it paved the way to get bands like uh the ramones out on the out on the musical landscape. Absolutely. Yeah. But then this is the lead into the uh, second track I chose, which was the first track I ever heard from the Stooges. And it conked me on the head and just left me, left me resonating with what in the hell they were trying to do here. Because it (laughs) sounds like it, it sounds like a pretty decent rock song, you know, still in that rock and roll vibe. And then it just, then it just kind of uh, descends into chaos at the very end with this, uh, with what sounds like a improvised saxophone solo, all while uh, Iggy Pop keeps repeating, "I feel alright, feel alright, feel alright." <laughs> yeah, this the song in question is uh, is nineteen seventy, which was the year that this came out, and and yeah, the. I can't. I honestly can't say anything more about this album, about this song, and really about this album as a whole because it just embraces uh, the the all-around craziness and these uh, feelings of aggression into uh, into something that's not so not so well put together. It's just like (laughs) taking the primitive thoughts and feelings of our head and just putting it in a song and that's what this song that's what this song reminds me of it starts off really uh really well put together and then it's just like nope we're failing here (laughs) well let's check it out 1970 from 1970 but more specifically from funhouse
Just as you described. Yep, exactly <laughs> as it went. About listening to it, it just sounds like it's a. It sounds like it starts off a night on the town. You have a night out drinking, visiting pubs, and then you inject inject what I can assume is more than one substance into your body, and you start feeling all better. And it just builds and builds and builds until it's the come down phase. You start acting a little crazy, and then oh god, here it comes. And that was just chaos until the very end. You got to ride this out. <laughs> that's a at least that's the feeling I get from it. It's right. a it's a party song of a different variety. <laughs> like everything is good, and you keep trying to tell yourself, "I feel all right. I feel all right," even though you're going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. So yeah, gotta love quite Biggie. An introduction to the Stooges, right? And, and yeah, really. Really, you can listen to any song by them, but I definitely would start with those two. It's a pretty decent introduction to to let you know what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, the next thing we're going to get into is new, but an older band, right? So the business. Yeah. Uh, they they released a new album. Obviously, not with Mickey Fitz. Unfortunately, he passed away due to cancer a few years back, back in late uh, 2016. But they were a band from 1979 until then. Uh, they, they, you know, they haven't put out new material. I'm not talking about like a, a Tupac situation here, right? We're, <laughs> we're, we're talking about they, they did create something new. So guys left in the band are Fish and Bundy. Uh, Bundy on the drums, Fish doing guitars and bass. And, and they recorded a bunch of uh, new stuff here. They, they called it Unfinished Business. And what they did is they went out and recruited a bunch of great dudes to do vocals, each guy doing different vocals on different tracks. I have my copy I got uh, from Enemy Inc. here in the U.S., and I, it's on vinyl. I don't know that you can get it anywhere else. The tracks you're going to listen to I recorded straight off the record at an earlier time, so you're going to be hearing not at the moment with the vinyl playing, but the sound coming straight from the vinyl record. Just made it easier to do this way instead of trying to flip the record around. I picked two great bands, guys that I've done interviews with on the show before, but uh, I'll tell you about the bands that we're not playing, or the guys from the bands. So on that record, you'll have uh, Johnny from Gimp Fist, you'll have Charlie from The Attack, Peter from Peter and the Test Two Babies, Roy from The Last Resort, Roger from Agnostic Front, Mark from Booze and Glory, Colin from GBH, one song featuring Paul from Sheer Terror, and Riley from Stigmata. And then the last track, I think it's like an instrumental track, Magdalena Servinska. And she is credited for the music on that particular track. The rest of the music, Fish and Bundy did. We're going to be playing tracks from the rest of the stuff on the album. Two tracks that I haven't mentioned yet. The first one, Etten Wankers. It's track one from side one. We're going to be playing a track from side one and a track from side two. Had Mike on the show, Mike from Arch Rivals, and the business was going to actually tour here in the U.S. and play here in Salt Lake City in June and play at Punk Rock Bowling and Mike doing all the vocals for him. So I thought that had to be. We have to play Etten Wankers. That's what we're going to play first. This album's awesome. Uh, if you're a fan of the business and a fan of every one of those singers, every one of them are fantastic it wasn't like, who the fuck is that guy? Like, I knew every one of them, and all of them are so great. So I picked the ones I picked for the reasons I just explained. The first one we're going to listen to, again, Mike.
from Arch Rivals doing vocals. The track is called Etten Wankers. Here we go. So that's the first one, Eaton Wankers. I think I was saying Etten Wankers. That's, I guess, I'll, I'll attribute <laughs> that to my American accent. How's that? Eaton Wankers. <laughs> I'll say that. Uh, Mike from Arch Rivals. I love Mike. love Arch Rivals, and I love the business. Great stuff. You should definitely check it out because, uh, obviously, you're not going to be getting anything new specifically from the original business. It's not possible at this point, but I think what they did yeah. – is awesome. You know, it's unfortunate when a singer passes away, and we're going to talk more about that when we get to our metal tracks. And, you know, bands may have mixed feelings about it, but when there's so many vocalists out there that may want to, you know, that were maybe influenced, I'm going to say that about all these guys, even though they don't specifically say it, but I don't think they would participate in a project like this if they were not. 
So you can, you know, a, another way to kind of give back or pay tribute to somebody who influenced you is, is to do a project like yeah. this. Yeah, absolutely. It it displays more of the uh, the importance that these guys felt with the business's music, and it shows that they, it's kind of a way of showing that they did leave uh, an unfiltered legacy behind through right. all these people that they reached. Absolutely. We're going to play one more. This came out in August. You can go to Enemy Inc. That's where you can get your copy of the vinyl, and I recommend you do it. It's great. Uh, again, it just came out last month. I think I ordered it, pre-ordered it in July. They shipped it out in August, and I got my copy just about two, three weeks ago. It's great. We're going to play a track from Side 2. It's track 5, so it's the last one before that one that was done with Magdalena Servinska, which that's the one person I'm not familiar with. I'm sad to say that might be somebody really awesome that I should be. I'm just not. But the track that I, I did pick is called Swan Song. And Hottie from uh, Resistance 77. I love that band. Hottie's been on the show. Yeah. Uh, so great. Seen uh, Resistance 77 play live uh, in Punk Rock Bowling a couple years back. Awesome. Really like that band. Really like Hottie. The interview was fantastic, just as it was with Mike. So happy to get to play these two tracks. This is the business. The track Swan Song. Hottie's doing the vocals. <laughs> Thank you. 
great track to wrap up that block and wrap up new stuff from the business. Yeah. Swan Song, that was Adi from Resistance 77 doing the vocals. Such a great band. I think it, everybody should check that out. If you're a fan of the business, if you like that music, you're going to like the other tracks. So many great vocalists yeah. that are involved <laughs> with that project. Yeah, it's a, gr- it's a great album and very ambitious. I haven't heard, uh, at least to my knowledge, that there's not another album uh, that was done like this. I mean, I know that there are tribute albums, right. which are bands covering uh, covering the songs, but this is like the surviving members of the bands with a new vocalist. Absolutely. Uh, the, only, the only thing that came closest is when uh, Tony Sly from No Use for a Name passed away. Uh, they actually did a, a, a thing at the Fat Records Festival where the remaining members of No Use for a Name played a, played a set and then they had certain other singers from other bands that were fans of No Use for a Name come up and sing their favorite songs by them. Oh, that's awesome! So it was kind of like a yeah, it was kind of like a punk rock karaoke thing, but only for one band. So, <laughs> so that is a pretty damn. It's a good idea. I think that what and I think that what the business are doing. It's like yeah, we have all this uh, new material and we want to give it to you guys, but we're gonna find a way to. Uh, have it presented in a way where we have a singer. Absolutely. And it's a way to do it where, you know, some people, uh, when, when guys want to continue after a band, uh, I'm going to use Drowning Pool as an example because it's not a very punk mm-hmm. band, so it's not going to be a very controversial topic right here in case anybody <laughs> out there has an, a, a different opinion on this. But the, the singer passed away. They got a new singer. They kept the same name and created new music, and they did that for quite some time afterwards, right? These guys are doing the opposite. Instead of getting a new singer and trying to continue as the same band, but with somebody new and creating new material, what they did is like, all right, we're going to create this new material, and we're just going to get a variety of people because it's not a new band. It's just the same band, but we're not replacing somebody. You know, when you, when you get that many vocalists, you're not replacing. You're just, in my opinion, you're still creating. Yeah. Yeah, that is also a very, that's just another Pandora's box that needs to be open. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Another time, another show. Let's finish up this show. It's been going on quite a while, a little bit longer than some of the other ones we've been doing recently. So let's start to wrap it up. Let's get into some metal we were just talking about uh, singers who passed away. Eric, let's lead us into your metal pick. Yes, this is uh, uh, for those of you out there who are following the uh, uh, the thrash scene or the uh, crossover scene, even in even just general metal or hardcore, because these guys actually uh, created the bridge between them. Uh, yeah, today's metal pick is in a uh, is in tribute to Riley Gale, the singer of the band Power Trip, who passed away so sudden like it was just so so unexpected as i'm as i'm certain more most deaths are but uh but yeah as far as my knowledge goes he didn't have any uh pre-existing conditions or anything that was like uh like a terminal illness or anything like that they haven't released a, a cause of death yet but the fact still remains that he has been taken from us of this planet at such a young age he was only like uh, 34 or 35 right sometime around there definitely young and, and definitely is very recent so you know it's only yeah. been like a week and a half two weeks so i'm sure uh, a lot more information will be coming out soon but a great pick for this week yeah exactly yeah and it is unfortunate because uh power trip 
uh, admittedly was a slow burn for me. It took me a while to kind of get uh, to get into it, but I really loved their uh, new school crossover sound, how it was taking in this uh, very the very primitive approach of hardcore that was coming out at the time and and doing the DRI effect, which is mixing it in with the uh, fast-paced agility of thrash metal. And yeah, and I've seen them live a couple of times and that for me was the first time I had seen a show where there were new school hardcore kids and metalheads. These, uh, <laughs> these guys tr- trying to keep the 80s fashion of thrash alive uh, going at it in the pit. That's and awesome. Were, it was like, yeah, the hardcore kids can uh, dance when they need to. And during the fast parts, the thrashers will go and spin around in a circle. That's awesome. Like, oh, it's a perfect mold. It's a good thing that this is coming back again. Right. And, um, and yeah, Power Trip was the uh, basically the general of this uh, new age of hardcore that was like, you know, that's like carrying on with Iron Reagan and you know, Municipal Waste, those types of bands. It's that style of crossover. And yeah, it's really, it sucks because the band is in limbo right now. They've uh, gotten such a huge following, gotten such a huge, uh, such a huge fan base with uh, just two albums that have come out. And the recent one, which was, uh, uh, which is uh, over three years ago, it was uh, Nightmare Logic. And that was the one that really roped me in. I just loved the, I loved the riffs. I loved the energy. I loved that. Uh, I loved that uh, gritty, grimy sound that the and the tones that the guitars had. It was just a. It was like a perfect cocktail for me, and and yeah, I chose a song that was definitely, definitely the first one that I really, that kind of like held me down and just kept me. It was like no. You listen to one song, you're going to listen to this one, and I guarantee you're going to listen to the rest of the album. And that was one of their leady, leading singles, Executioner's Tax, probably better known as Swing of the Axe. <laughs> and yeah, it's catchy. It's got those those down, those downstroke thrash approaches on there, and definitely gets people of all varieties dancing, and people, people really love that song. I really love this song. That's why I chose it. Uh, along with, along with the fact that it's a uh, kind of my paying tribute to uh, the former singer, Mr. Gale. So let's just remind ourselves how good of a band Power Trip was. Here's the swing of the axe.
Jaws power trip. Oh, yeah. You know, upon listening to the uh, lyrics and in the chorus where it's just swing of the axe, I don't know, maybe it's a uh, uh, poor timing, but yeah, losing their singer, that definitely was an executioner swinging his axe on that band as they lost their head, pretty much. Right. Rest in peace, Riley yeah, Gale. Rest in peace, Riley Gale, and uh, Power Trip, we wish you the best. We, we know the future's uncertain, but we hope the best for each individual member and your future in music. Absolutely. We're going to wrap this show up with my metal pick. It's Marilyn Manson. Yes, I am one of those people. <laughs> I've been listening to Marilyn Manson since before Eric was alive. <laughs> Marilyn Manson started as a band in 1989 and uh, right at that second album Antichrist Superstar is when I really started getting into uh, Marilyn Manson and the Spooky Kids and uh, I, I just I've liked Marilyn Manson I've seen him live a couple times not always the best show I think he's uh, just lives one of those lives sometimes <laughs> Not always able to put on your, your best performance. Nonetheless, I would still continue to go. I loved all the albums. This is album number 11 coming out uh, next Friday, September 11th of 2020. We Are Chaos is the name of the new album coming out from Marilyn Manson. That's why I'm choosing to play Marilyn Manson uh, for my metal pick. There's obviously 10 other albums worth of material. And for me, there's so many tracks I would pick. But I'm just reserving playing Marilyn Manson when he's putting new stuff out at this point. And he is. We Are Chaos comes out next Friday. I've been listening to this single that was uh, released a little early. Uh, it's the title track. It's We Are Chaos. Let's wrap up the show with some Marilyn Manson and the title track off the album. Coming out next Friday, We Are Chaos. Say that we're ill, give us your pills, hope will just go away. But once you've been held dead, everything else is for few. I'm just a mystery. Yeah.
We are sick, fucked up, and complicated. We're yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it. Uh, I like that track. I think Marilyn Manson's sound has evolved over the years. Uh, still similar, but you know, even there, kind of a, a more mellow tone. I'm really curious to hear the rest of the, the album when it comes out next week. Yeah. See if it's all like that or if that just happens to be maybe a more mellow track. Yeah, because that's the uh, yeah first song that you hear on that. It's kind of the introduction to what to expect from the rest of the album. But, right. But yeah, I'm not sure if that's the only song available or if uh, they do have another one coming out. But It was uh, when I picked it I up. I doubt it will. Right. It was when I picked it up uh like a week and a half, two weeks ago. It was the only one that was available, but they may have released another. And again, it's heavy. It's got a heavy sound. It's just not as fast. You know, like those tracks at the beginning of the show we were talking about because of how quick they were. The Teresa Banks, yeah. the Born Again Heathens. Uh, you know, and, that, and like I said at the beginning of the show, we're playing tracks with a variety of sounds throughout. Even the metal picks are, you know, very different. And that's just how the show was. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, you can find all these bands. You can find, first, you can find the show other places where, other than wherever you happen to find it because you're listening to us right now. You can find them, uh, us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Music, Player FM, and slcpunkcast.com. And you can find the bands on Instagram at Villain, SLC Hardcore, at Teresa Banks Band, and that's T-E-R-E-S-A Banks Band, at Born Again Heathens, at Inclination X, and that's single X. You'll know why I say it that way. In a moment, at batshit crazy underscore band at the wasted eight one four at eight that's the number eight at eight up records at the business oi at power trip tx and the shows at slc punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? Well, I'm residing on Instagram as usual. Uh, that will be under scary uncle underscore Eric underscore slc. Uh, my band is also on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official. And also I should announce that the uh, other band I semi join, but I'm definitely a part of now has a name. It is called cry wolf. Yes. Yep. We are cry wolf. That is a, that is me with the, uh, uh, with Josh, who I was in suburban hell kill with. And we are, uh, we have a lead singer named uh, Rich, who was part of uh, who was part of Social Stigma. He was their bassist. He was in uh, Burn Your World as the singer, and he was in Communionist as their bassist slash singer. And now he's in Cry Wolf as just a lead singer. And it is a straightforward, uh, more hardcore punk rock band with some some melody attached to it and some catchiness. But it's been a lot of fun. We got a lot of uh, unwritten songs. Some riffs that are not attached to anything but we are on facebook at just look up at cry wolf i believe that's the i believe that's the handle but uh yeah and my other band at anonymous slc anonymous band slc is on facebook as well so that's where you can find uh everything i'm involved with musically excellent well, I'm excited for your new project, and it's probably an exciting stage for a band when you just start and you have some stuff that you're working on, and oh, yeah. you know it's not quite finished, obviously, when it's finished and you get to share it with people and play it live. I'm sure it's even more exciting, but uh, you having been involved in several bands at this point, 
I'm sure yeah. it's pretty cool to be at that stage for the band, uh, you know, at its inception, you know, just after. Pretty oh, cool. Yes. Yeah, definitely a lot of uh, a lot of thoughts roaming around the head, a lot of ideas coming through, and just trying to build a basis, pretty much. It's really exciting. Well, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to playing some Anonymous, new Anonymous coming up here probably next month, right? We're already yeah, in September. Month. Yep, we are. We have an official release date, and we are going to be making some uh, physical tapes out of it as well. And it's going to be October 1st. Uh, you'll be able to stream it on, on pretty much all streaming sites as well as a band camp, which I have yet to put together. I will, <laughs> I promise. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can, but yeah, I'm going to be meeting with, uh, uh, with Rissa, uh, our drummer, next week. And we're going to be talking about how we can build up the hype a little bit, what to post and get people excited about it and uh, how to advertise pretty much. That's, that's basically it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we'll be looking forward to Cry Wolf when you get that done. You can look for all the bands that we played on the show on Facebook at Villain SLC, at Teresa Banks Band, at Born Again Heathens, at Inclination 3Xs, at The Wasted 814, at 8Up Records, again, number 8, at Iggy and the Stooges, at Oi the Business, Facebook, or on Instagram it was at the Business Oi, on Facebook though it's at Oi the Business. At Power Trip TX, the show's at SLC Punkcast. I want to thank everybody for listening, for joining. Again, we were a bit long-winded on this one, uh, especially since we didn't have an interview. But a lot of great music, a lot of fun stuff to talk about about this. A variety of sounds that I've already mentioned numerous times. Eric, any final thoughts as we kill this show? As we kill this show, well, I love little shotgun shows like this. The fact that we... Uh, inexplicably have a variety for every song i mean we do but just for genre wise it's nice to know that uh every song that we choose won't sound the same as the uh, previous one right and i really i really like this episode for that i think it's i think it's got hope out there that people understand that a certain genre of music doesn't sound all the same absolutely and real yeah. quick after i said kill this show Better vocabulary, better word choice would have been kill this episode. I don't mean the show yeah. in general, the specific show we're recording or this episode. As we kill this episode, Eric, thank you for joining me. Everybody, thank you for listening to us talk about some fantastic music and listening to that music with us. Until the next one. Play the fucking outro. Outro.